0: joining me right now, not live and direct, but pre-recorded, is Mr. Jeremy Slate. Welcome to the program, my friend. It's good to see you. You look very alive and, well, very healthy, my friend. I like the background. Um, You you look sharp today, my friend.
1: Hey, Thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, stoked to be here and uh, spend some time.
0: Very nice. Very nice. And uh, Jeremy, there's so much to talk about here. And I was looking at your bio. uh, Well, many days ago or many moons ago. And, you know, there, there's a lot to ask you here, but I thought we can just start slow here. And I, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you into creating this uh this PR firm, basically.
1: Yeah, um, well, for me, like I was my goal in life was to be a teacher. Right. And then I went through my undergrad. I went through my grad school and then I got into teaching and it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. I taught for two years. And the school I taught in actually got rid of um, number grades and just went with letter grades, which meant that the kids figured out like if they passed one thing they could pass for the year or the semester, or whatever it was. So it was just it was a nightmare. So my mom ended up having a stroke in in twenty thirteen. It made me look at a lot of what I was doing. I'm like, I am not happy doing this. And you know, I was teaching in private schools. So, like you kind of make like what you make at like a Taco Bell drive through, like you don't make very much money. So totally overwhelmed, not making much money. I had this big life event. It makes me look at a lot of what I'm doing. And I just decided I want to do something else. I went through a number of different things, um, you know, tried different online businesses, uh, sold life insurance. And I eventually started a podcast in 2014. And it it took off pretty quickly. And people started asking for help. And that's that's where the PR agency came from.
0: Very nice. And I'm sure, again, obviously, you didn't think you'd be doing this. But your uh, day job was uh, kind of a kind of bad it seems like the teaching
1: yeah it, it was interesting because it's like i like i'm also like i've always looked pretty young so like i'm 36 now at, at 24 i looked really young so like i looked like i was the same age as the kids i had um i taught in oh. private school i had i had my my coworkers trying to like give me detention for like being out of uniform <laughs> and like and like i i, I just remember uh Am I allowed to cuss on your show, by the way? What you, are you the could, rules around that?
0: Yeah, you could. It's funny. Everyone asks me that. But yeah, you could say whatever you want. I mean, we get pretty crazy here on this program. I mean, for God's so sake, we this, have... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: There was this one girl on the, the girls' basketball team, one of my classes, and she's six foot five. I've never seen a, a girl this tall. On Amazon. And uh, Yeah. And I had to fail her on a pr- paper because she literally just didn't do anything. So I actually had to create a paper to write on to fail her with. So she gets up in front of the whole class, crumples it up, throws it in my face and goes, fuck you man wow and so i called the office and they're like well she has a basketball game tonight so you're just gonna have to like let it go you're I'm like, to to deal with it it just i, the, I what am i gonna do with this happened in front of this whole class and now the kids know they can run all over me <laughs> so it's like it just wasn't a fun job man
0: yeah except for those that are just listening to this on the audio format jeremy looks like a police officer right now a very young police officer that uh, went went to uh the motorcycle training for about eight months and then became a uh a bike cop you you do like you do is, look, it, is it the
1: mustache it's the mustache <laughs> you, you
0: definitely look like police officer and there's plenty i of get lo- that a
1: lot actually people ask me if yes. i'm in the military often because usually like it, it grew out a little bit now but every you know once a month i usually get my uh you know, comb over to a high and tight. So they usually think I'm in the military. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. There's law enforcement that runs in the family. So I'm looking at you and I'm like, oh, you look uh, like a lot of people I'm uh, related to. It's pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah, which is funny
1: because I am like the furthest thing from a cop. So, you know, it's, it's funny.
0: You were kind of the man though, when you were a teacher. So basically you kind of were a cop in the eyes of the students and and one in one sick way.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that, but I guess like I became a teacher because I really enjoyed learning and the reverse flow didn't really work. Right. Because if the kids don't want to be there, it's kind of like, it's not really going to work out. So for me, like I've always been somebody that's been interested in learning things and, you know, I can pull out random dates in history and stuff like that, but it doesn't like, I don't know, man, sophomores in high school. Like it's just, it's like lion taming trying to do that.
0: That's right. You're more along the lines of just being a babysitter nowadays. Yeah. Becoming a teacher. Yeah. That's
1: what, what it's about because like they're just regurgitating stuff they don't understand anyway. So it's like, what are you going to do?
0: That's right, and you have to worry about all kinds of uh, other issues now. Uh, away from teaching them what's important, uh, you're, you're teaching them about um, different agendas now.
1: You could you could say that because um, I you know it's we have kind of this whole Maoist Marxist type thing going on in schools right now, where it's kind of like. I don't care if you can do math but if you can tell me why Billy's family goes to the theme park and Johnny's doesn't well you're in good shape. You know what I mean it's not about things that matter or what puts us in a, in like an area of like producing something or creating something better it's like we're so we're so stuck in pedantics and ideologies it's it's a little wild.
0: It really is it really is and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why you have uh, checked out basically from teaching. I would assume that the the curriculum they wanted you to teach, I'm sure, was uh, not uh, very uh, essential. I would have to imagine, Jeremy.
1: Well, believe it or not, that's actually not true because this was 2012, 13, and 14. So the world was a little bit different then. We kind of hit like warp speed through the pandemic. You know what I mean? Of like, um, and and a lot of that has to do with like what happened in colleges of education and people's graduation dates and everything else. But like, I I was frankly like ideology wise and i also i taught in catholic school too so it's like there, there is also that barrier there as well it, it's gotten worse now from a lot of people i've spoken to but like when i was there that wasn't really a problem i was a, a history teacher actually teaching history
0: absolutely okay very nice very nice it was before the shift i would imagine obviously giving us the date yeah that was that was when uh teaching actually went on
1: As as best as you could in between like kids throwing things at you and everything else. (laughs) Damn.
0: So it was that bad then?
1: Yeah. Cause so I, I taught and so I'm in uh, Northwest New Jersey and I don't, for people out there that don't know New Jersey, it's the North of it is very like farmland. And as you go kind of like more South and East, you get towards New York city. And the school I taught in was in a town called Wayne. And right next to it is the town of Patterson and Patterson used to be like In New Jersey, it was one of the most industrial cities in the state. But then, when businesses started failing, Patterson just kind of became a downtrodden city where nothing's really produced. So there was the school I taught at was was a Catholic school, and there's also another Catholic school called Patterson Catholic. And just due to like people not you know going there and everything else, Patterson Catholic closed. So I was teaching one half of what I was teaching was really preppy, rich white kids, and the other half was inner city kids. So it was like. A wild world to be in, man, because it just—it was a very diverse intent- sort of a group, yeah, because it yeah. was a mer- merger of these two populations. It was kind of wild.
0: I would imagine that uh, for sure. I remember uh, being a TA for a—I um, uh, think he was like a uh, tennis ball, a, a tennis ball, a tennis instructor for uh, the high school there, and I was like a sophomore, and he was teaching like a senior class, and it was like a special ed class. And I was the TA for that, and no learning went on there. They didn't even listen to this guy. They were throwing things. They were, uh, assa- they were basically verbally assaulting the man <laughs> a, a number yeah. of times. And I thought, holy shit, no- I mean, there's like no learning going on at all. And this was back, this was back a long time ago before uh, any, of, any of what's gone on now. And I can only imagine how worse things have gotten in the public school system since I was last when- there.
1: Well, if you read a lot of like I don't know if you follow James Lindsay, but if you read a lot of what of what he talks about, it's you know the colleges of education have been absolutely corrupted with uh, you know Marxist propaganda, and that's kind of come into education now, where it's not about um, you know actually what people are learning, it's about how they're thinking, and that's what's actually happening is they're trying to change kids' thought processes and not to put them in a position to actually do something when they get out. And I think that's the really dangerous thing because if you look at America on a global scale we're not producing, you know, people that are creating the new greatest thing or inventing something We're we're, we're really lagging behind the rest of the world because we're so stuck in ideology. We're not helping kids to actually learn how to create something.
0: Right. And of course you are the author of uh, the bestselling book, unremarkable to extraordinary ignite your passion to go from passive observer to create creator of your own life. And uh, how long did that take you to ride my friend?
1: Took me about two years and and a, the original version um i wrote it and i absolutely hated it because i i really wrote something that wasn't true to myself and when i ended up getting rid of that and i think also living through the pandemic at the same time helped me with this a lot of the stuff i've always talked about privately forever you know i was raised on um you know conservative talk radio but also listening to art bell late at night and things like that so nice. i was raised on, on, you know, kind of looking at things differently, but I didn't really talk about this in, in a lot of the podcasts I did. And what ended up happening is I got to a point where the world had gotten kind of strange and I'm like, the worst thing that can happen. Let me kind of, you know, go out in a lot of the areas that I, that I typically, you know, talk about in my private life. And I think that made the book a lot better because it brought in a lot of my viewpoints and, and ways that I actually saw the world.
0: Ah, very, very nice. I had no idea that you were into any of this um, you know, cause I'm staring at coast what... to
1: coast radio with George and Ori, all that fun stuff, man.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Yes. i I mean, again, I feel like I'm talking to a police officer here <laughs> I'm like, damn, what did I do? I feel like I'm in trouble.
1: <laughs> it depends.
0: <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> so how, how has the journey been though? Uh, so far, Jeremy, do you feel like it's been pretty impactful? Uh, do you feel like it's been fulfilling?
1: Now I do um but i will say like being at that point where i was when i was trying to decide what to do absolutely not but at the same time like i think podcasting has opened up this whole area where people that should have no access unless you could do a you know a a late night radio show because you knew somebody to to actually have the type of conversations that i wanted to have so it really opened up this whole world to me and the fact that i get to do something every single day that like i do for fun and now with 15 employees on our team as well, like I'm also helping other people to, to do something they really enjoy and that they really serve a purpose for. That's been a lot more fulfilling. It's been a lot more fulfilling than like, you know, trying to dodge kids throwing things at me and <laughs> trying to see how loud they can make me to put me on YouTube and, and stuff like that. Like, so it's, it's been more fulfilling, man. And at the same time, I think we're really, you know, in a battle for free speech right now and in a battle to actually like talk about ideas and actually. Really develop things, and I, and I think, you know, in podcasting and in a lot of alternative media, it's it's the last place we could do that, and that's that's what really excites me about it.
0: I agree. I feel like it's basically the the final frontier in many uh, ways. That this is this is pretty much it. Nobody really wants to be in radio uh, these days, since uh, you're going to get like a million infomercials, and it is very difficult to listen to Coast to Coast AM. I'm glad you brought that up because it's like uh, 30 minutes of content, and the rest of the time it's just ads and. And uh, Jeremy, come on! You know that that's gonna bore you to death and make you check out unless you. Why? Well, download... no, that's one of the tough
1: things that that Infowars yeah. does too anymore. Man, is like they they. Right. I, I you know I'm just I'm not gonna buy a big Berkey. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. Like <laughs> I, I just system. I've heard those ads so many times. You know.
0: Right. The Berkey water uh, system. Right. The filter it,
1: system. It, it, it's like we, the ads are so long that even though I haven't bought the things, I know the products <laughs> that are promoted.
0: <laughs> it's like I don't want this shit. Yeah, it's terrible. It it really is. I I wish I wish radio was uh, like it was back in the 90s or early 2000s, where things were a little bit more looser and you could have more meaningful conversations without uh, just ridiculous talking points, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: because like like, you know, I I, like AM radio, man, was like a lot of what I grew up on. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that it was like I used I used to listen it's more of a New York show, so I don't know if it was something a little more national, but I used to listen to John Bachelor late at night, which is really interesting, and he'd have authors and people like that on, which are which are cool. And it's that helped me find a lot of the early books I was reading and stuff. And I'm like thirteen or fourteen listening to this stuff, by the way. And um Paul Harvey uh um, oh, yeah. before he passed on and, and Paul Harvey Jr. after him. So it was a lot of radio is what gave me the love for for what I do. And I also think that has a lot to do with how I create content, right? If you if you look at people that run a podcast or, or run a show or something like that, they do conduct themselves differently if they're not somebody that came from that consuming AM radio world, if you know what I mean.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get
1: on the same long time, long time listener, first time caller. Thanks for having me, you know.
0: That's right. And you are the host of the uh, Create Your Own Life podcast. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, Jeremy.
1: So it started out in in 2015 as we were really trying to, you know, interview people that were the best at what they did and and I talked to quite a few of them, a uh, four-time 8500 champion, several World Series champions, um, an NBA Hall of Famer, like a lot of people like that. But when the world shifted dramatically in in 2020, I started talking to a lot more of the people that, you know, I felt like were actually helping to do something about this planet. So we've had, you know, Mike Lindell on the show. We've had uh Mike General Lindell. Michael Flynn on the show. Yeah, the my, my he, pillow guy. Uh,
0: did he sell you a pillow?
1: Um, no, he actually gave me a pillow. Oh, he did shit. not make me pay for it. He, Even better. He um he uh, actually sent us like almost a thousand bucks of products for free. Great. Guy. Nice. Yeah, he gave me. He said to my because we had moved into new house at the time. He said to my wife, "Anything you want on the site, your budget's a thousand bucks. Get take whatever you want." Awesome guy like that. I liked him. Uh, yeah, we still use a lot of that stuff today. Wow. And um, General Mike Flynn, I've had on the show. Um, Patrick Byrne, the Overstock.com founder. Um, you know, we've also had some of the, the January 6th defendants as well, because I just really want to understand what's happening in our world. And, and at the same time, like the news scares the shit out of people, man, I want oh, yeah. to make them feel more causative and make them understand their world a little bit better. So they can kind of see like, sure. The game board's a little messed up, but if you know the, what it looks like, you can play play the game of life. Well,
0: absolutely. And I, I brought in Jacob Chansley before uh, that's the Q1 oh, wow. shaman. Shaman. Um, yeah, he's, he's a great guy. Definitely, uh, I'd definitely let you uh, maybe interview him if he's willing to come on your show.
1: He, he's very grateful for Tucker, Tucker Carlson, I can imagine.
0: Oh, I believe so, yes. I, he gave him a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of fame there, in my opinion.
1: Uh, we but, just did an episode mm-hmm. with, uh, with Brandon Schrock uh, recently as well, that um, he was the, the walk-away movement founder that was picked up from January 6th. Oh, wow. And
0: now you're talking to me.
1: Yeah. And we're here man. And we're, we're doing. We're
0: here. It. Yeah. Don't worry though. Nobody's I'm, gotten
1: arrested. Nobody's gotten arrested yet by the cop, right? That's
0: right. Uh, don't worry though. I'm not uh, you know, I'm not as big as some of these other people, but uh, you know, we do have a strong following and I have been mentioned in Talkers magazine. That's pretty oh, nice. good. That's pretty good for someone who's not even on the radio yet being recognized by people that are in the biz.
1: But you have the Hardcore. Like, the, the the radio cadence. Like you got it down, man. You know what I mean? Like you you've got it down.
0: That's cuz I'm a freak, Jeremy. <laughs> Been doing this way too long. That's why, and I've been in and out of the uh, radio biz uh, for many, many moons now, Jeremy. Even appearing on uh, pirated radio stations in, uh, oh wow, in Texas. That's how hardcore we are here. We're the last punk rock show, in my opinion, uh, Jeremy. You know, we do things a little differently here. We um, even do things like Celebrity Death Pool, which is uh, completely tasteless. Yet a lot of people love it.
1: It's it's interesting stuff. Do you remember Celebrity Death Match, the MTV show back Absolutely. in the day? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Great animation for early on in the in the nineties uh, there, the clay animation style. Great stuff, by the way. I love that show. You know, we need more of that these days. But I mean, I, I don't feel like we're gonna go back to those glory days of having so much uh I guess you could say creative freedom. The talent the talent nowadays don't have what's called creative freedom. They all have Yeah, to like nothing's total line. nothing's
1: f- what's that
0: i said they all have the total line
1: yeah like nothing's funny anymore like i um one of my absolute favorite movies of all time because it's just ridiculous like how did they do that um is tropic thunder oh yes you could never make that movie in 2024 hell no. took a whole lot of trying to get up that hill but now we're in the big league <laughs> that's the theme song from the jeffersons just because the theme song don't make it not true like you could <laughs> never do that now
0: you do know you, <laughs> you do know they're trying to cancel uh, that that man still really
1: robert downey jr
0: right even all these wow. years later they're still trying to go after him over that movie ridiculous it's
1: one of the funniest movies of all time like even the ben stiller character in the movie simple jack like that's you right could never do that now
0: <laughs> you really couldn't i again i wish movies were fun um but the only fun movies these days are like the ones that are in the independent scene mm-hmm. and that's about it most mainstream movies now are they're just ass jeremy let's be honest
1: well and and I have I have two little girls too so like they're they're almost 3 and 5. Oh, okay. And I I, ha- I so we've watched a lot of like, you know, I know Disney stuff. Give it, yeah, people give them a lot of flack but they watch a lot of Disney stuff. And like if you look at the older Disney stuff versus what comes out now, the older stuff like there's a king, there's a queen, there's a princess, there's a prince, like there's all this kind of stuff. If you look at it now, it's it's very different. Like nobody's a king, nobody's a queen, there is no princess and like you know the girl doesn't get married to anybody because she's strong enough on her own it's like it, it's it's very different than like even like traditional like what disney would make it's kind of weird
0: it really is it really is i mean you're not going to find a cartoon like all dogs go to heaven and mm-hmm. i'm not sure if you introduced that movie yet to your kids it's a little dark by the way if you watch it later it, on it in is
1: life. we watched all dogs go to heaven and all dogs go to heaven too there's a second one.
0: Oh, there's a second one
1: there's a second one yeah oh
0: shit <laughs> and how did your how did your kids uh, uh receive that message i wonder if they even understood it at that age
1: you know my five-year-old she's super super aware um we just started mm-hmm. homeschooling her um, oh good a good few months
0: uh, ago i'm so glad you did wow okay
1: I, i'm ter- like i'm even i'm at, I'm out in the boondocks here too but like at the same time i'm still kind of terrified of the school system because yeah. for myself like i still think like maybe ideologies uh are, are off now but even i look at when i was a kid um I was like a super high IQ kid. Like, I had a 150 IQ in, oh, wow. in first grade. And, like, um, because of that, I'd finished my work really fast. And, like, I'd re- they they were like, okay, well, he finishes his work really fast, Mr. and Mrs. Slate. We're going to put him in the talented and gifted program. And we're like, oh, that's great. So, that means that, like, my projects were just longer. They weren't actually more challenging. So, once I realized that, I just wasn't going to do it. So, they had this conversation with my parents, like, well, if he's going to stay here, he's got to go on you know, Ritalin or some other prescription drug or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like, so we're going to drug our kid because he is excelling past the other kids. So like, that's the thing, you know, like sure, ideologies are off now, but that's actually the thing that terrifies about sending my kids to public school is I don't want somebody to say like, your kid's really bright. Your kid's really smart. Let's put them on drugs. Let's give them drugs. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I don't like that.
0: Well, I'm glad you are rational, because most people today aren't, and they lack common sense, unfortunately, and it seems like you have plenty of common sense, and uh, plenty of brains, it seems like. But yeah, my friend, I I feel bad for everyone who has kids, and they're forced to send them to public school. And, you know, thinking about it now, I would have been a lot better in school if I wasn't so easily distracted by all the other bad kids in class. Uh, Not to blame them, but I mean, uh, I, I feel like I would have done a lot better if I was put into like a private sort of a thing, like a private school or just homeschooled. I think it would have been a lot better, but here we are.
1: Yeah, like my parents, they were super blue collar. My my dad, you know, barely finished high school and my mom didn't go to college or anything. But at the, end, but at the same time, you know, my dad didn't make more than $40,000 a year until I was in high school. Um, they couldn't afford it. But after that yeah. conversation with the teacher about putting me on Ritalin, they, they put me in private school. Um, so I do feel like that was a really big, you know, leg up. Thing, but at the yeah. same time, at the same time, like I don't like, like the Catholic education system now is going just as woke as everything else. So it's you know Oof. it's not a better option anymore.
0: Yes, and uh, do you identify still as a Catholic?
1: Um, I'm more non-denominational at this point in my life.
0: So you're more like I guess agnostic in a way.
1: Um, no, I just I'm concerned that this Pope's a communist you know so i'm a little bit concerned about that coming out of south america um and i and i i think as well um you know there's there's kind of too many rules of different religions and stuff like that so, so you're an atheist free no i'm not an atheist i believe there's i believe there's a god i believe there's you know different ways we all go about it um but i don't really uh grab a denomination i guess you could say
0: i'm with you on that point as well i'm not i, I don't really um I don't I don't really find myself to be religious even though there, I I've read the Bible. I've read a lot of different I've read into lots of uh, various religions and cultures and all this sort of thing. So it, for a long time I was an atheist, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. But uh, more recently, more uh, maybe within the past like 3 4 years, I've uh, basically become agnostic in a sense.
1: How does that like I guess what's the difference between agnostic and atheist because gnosis is is greek for knowledge so i guess what is what's the difference
0: well atheist is someone who really just doesn't believe in in any of it and agnostic is someone who believes there's a god but can't really prove it or disprove it
1: okay i get that
0: so i'm kind you know i would like to i would sometimes tell people i was an agnostic atheist (laughs) to really send them down the rabbit hole but you know, more along the lines, I'm someone who does believe in the ultimate creator of sorts, whatever the hell that may be. I don't exactly think it's a guy in the sky or anything like that. Just sort of like an, a source of energy uh, in a way. And uh, Jeremy, let me just ask you this really quickly here. Since I love yeah. asking people this question all the time, do you believe you're a good person, Jeremy?
1: I try to be. Um, I, I think that's an important way to look at it. I think to to think you're, you know. To think you don't have flaws and you're not constantly working on them, I, I, I think that is, um, you know, it's the wrong way to look at things. So I think I try to be. And I think when you stop trying to be is when you might not be a good person. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yes. I agree. It's an I, active I, process, mm, man. It really is. It's, a, it's an everyday thing.
1: You got to create on it.
0: Right. And obviously, you're not Harvey Weinstein. You're not watching people try to, you know, you're not watching people sleep or shower. So I, I would have to assume I, you're a good person.
1: You know, you know, what's why I had this conversation with my wife, like it baffles my mind. How do people do that shit? Like, I just I just don't. It doesn't make sense to me. Like when you hear some of like the insane things that like all these people money and power do, I'm like, like right. what? what? How do you get into that?
0: Yeah, there, there's some very bizarre fetishes and kinks that uh, some of these people go get into, uh, unfortunately. I mean, just a random one off the top of my head. You know, there's some men out there who like a women's feet. Yeah, they they get sexually um, enticed and uh, aroused by the side of women's bare feet. There's a lot of these freaks online, uh, Jeremy, uh, amongst other things. But it
1: was actually <laughs> a joke a number of years ago about uh, the guy used to be the coach of the Jets, Rex Ryan. Do you remember this?
0: I remember Rex Ryan. Yes.
1: So Rex Ryan. Oh, boy. Something came out somewhere that he's obsessed with his wife's feet. Ooh. And it was like nobody let him like let him hear the end of it. It became like the kind of the, the talk of a sports <laughs> show. Yeah
0: yeah man i'm telling I just, you i don't
1: get it man i
0: don't either i don't look at girls feet and uh want to do anything sexual
1: yeah if my wife wants a foot massage great but you know like you know yeah, feet you're not sweat turned on too, by so that feet stink eventually yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and then you smell your hands and you're like whoa
1: yeah i need to wash my hands now <laughs>
0: yeah you're like you need to get in the shower and i need to wash my hands but no i'm not into yeah, that just, dude that's that's But like I, I hear
1: like even um i don't know if you saw sound of freedom like you you see yeah. like Some of what people are into and like the thing I just I don't understand, like it's just it's unfathomable of me. Like, how does that happen? How does one get Get into that? that? I just I don't quite understand.
0: Uh, There's lots of traumas that can make someone, you know, be sexually aroused by uh, underage kids and uh, that sort of thing. And the, by the way, the Sound of Freedom was actually filmed in my hometown and the surrounding cities where I am. I'm in oh, El wow. Centro, California, by the way, and that was filmed mostly in Calexico and Mexicali and El Centro. There's some scenes that you see the border patrol, uh, the major building, and that's in El Centro. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of common knowledge out here, being in a border town of sorts where you have lots of uh, human trafficking. You have these coyotes who... Take advantage of these people sometimes they bring them over sometimes they'll give them to the cartel, and that's yeah. when they get trafficked uh, for sexual purposes or for their organs even
1: well it's wild to me too and i I had read a stat somewhere I'd, I'd have to look it up and and to give you the number I don't know if top hand but it's, it's all good more people are enslaved now than any point in history because if you even can compare it to um the African slave trade or even when the Irish came over and things like that it's It's wild to consider that because you look at it and, you know, we're supposed to be so civilized now, right? Like we're so civilized when I think it's actually people have kind of gotten better at hiding their sins, if that makes sense. And we have it's like there's more trafficking going on now, which is wild to me.
0: That's right. And there's always been a black market for organs and uh, this or that. And I've always told people, look, this is nothing new, though. This is something that's been going on since the dawn of time. There's, mm-hmm. there's always been crazy people out there murdering and uh, killing uh, small children and drinking their blood and uh, so forth and so forth. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of uh, terrible things that have been going on in this planet, and it's not going to stop any other time, Jeremy.
1: But I think we've convinced ourselves that like we're so civilized, right? And I think that, that the problem is mm. when you convince yourself of that is when you stop looking for problems. And I think that's that's a real issue because then you're saying, okay, everything's fixed. we're in good shape. And I'm not to say like, hey, the world's a dangerous place and you should go like hide in your closet. But what I'm saying is I, I think that we've convinced ourselves that we're in this kind of modern age and, and things aren't a problem, but it's like you know imagine walking through the grocery store, some of the people you walk by and some of the things they may have done that nobody knows about, and that's a scary thing.
0: It's a very scary thing. and the world a scary place, and man will always be wolf to man. Uh, jeremy mm-hmm. you must keep that in mind that's why i always try to tell people you have to learn how to protect yourself physically with your hands and feet and also with a gun mm-hmm. very important very important yeah. i hope you have a gun jeremy
1: well we're in new jersey and you're allowed to have long rifles but handguns are harder to get so so yeah we have some long rifles
0: that's what i hear jeremy and i think those those laws oh, well, are aren't ridiculous Aren't in
1: california though
0: it's even harder out here
1: okay yeah it's and, and, and some of the laws are weird around it too. Like we have castle doctrine in New Jersey, but it's like a weird castle doctrine where if somebody comes into your house, you have to like let them have it, which is, which is really weird. So <laughs> oh. if, you, if you fire a firearm, you can go to jail, even yeah. if somebody came into your yeah. house. And then yeah. for handgun permits is like, yeah, you can get one, but you can only get one handgun every six months is the law. It's, we got some weird... I don't remember any of that stuff being in the second amendment. I don't, I
0: don't either. And, and the, these laws are always created by those who intend to break them. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, uh, I, I like using this reference point, but you know, there, there are some States out there where they would actually charge you more if you trafficked uh, marijuana than you would, let's say if you molested a child.
1: Yeah. Who that's, do you think that's, that's protecting a scary Jeremy? Thought.
0: Yeah. Who do you think well, that's for?
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a scary thought. And at, at the same time, like, I don't think there's anything worse that any human being can do than to, to harm a child. Harm like, a child. I really don't think yeah. there is because they're, they're, they're innocent. They need you to survive. Like, I think there's nothing worse you can do.
0: Well, if you harmed my cat, who I consider my child, I would have to uh, crucify you.
1: I, it, well, it depends on your cat. Your cat may have some muscles and may be stronger than me anyway, so I don't know.
0: That's right. <laughs> the cat. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the cat. I used
1: to, I, growing up, we used to have this. Uh, uh, you ever heard of a, a Maine coon cat?
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay. Beautiful. I used to have a Maine coon and uh he was like forty pounds and like uh nobody messed with him.
0: <laughs> oh, I can imagine, yeah. That's a big boy. A very big boy. And um uh Jeremy I so you, you live out basically out uh, away from the city.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm like um an hour and fifteen minutes away from New York City. Um oh, without right. traffic. If you if you hit traffic, it could take you three hours. If you want to go to Long Island, uh, you know, put five hours on to get out there. So it's we're we're good we're in a, we're in a good spot where we're kind of far enough away from everything and that was the nice thing about during the pandemic is like nothing changed out here life was just 100% normal because you know like who cares yeah. when I'm in a kind of a more libertarian conservative leaning area anyway
0: Yeah yeah the, the the pandemic that was um you know that's something that I, I still get a slap on the wrist for if we talk about anything covid related on YouTube you know, oh,
1: well, yeah, we, my YouTube channel, we don't, those episodes go on, go on Rumble. We can't do them on YouTube.
0: That's right. And it's, it's unfortunate because I try to tell guests ahead of time not to uh, talk about certain things, yet they go ahead and do it anyways. And I think, wow, that is, um, that's very unfortunate for the channel. But I mean, that's not what I, I'm not really concerned too much about YouTube. It's more yeah. along the podcast. That's really the foundation um, of, of the show, really. And if that goes away, then we're in trouble.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, are you on podcasting 2.0 or now?
0: podcasting 2.0 is this a website what is that
1: no so so adam curry um the pod father himself he's the guy that invented podcasting um and uh he's been concerned about you know because his his show no agenda actually was removed from from spotify so he's been concerned about like continuing to keep free speech out there so he built a uncancellable podcasting platform called podcasting 2.0 and it's basically they use blockchain technology to build podcasts, so it's decentralized, right? Um, and and also to, to to protect shows, it's a pretty cool platform. And there's like all different sorts of apps that are you know uh, connected in the ecosystem. But podcasting 2.0 is is something that uh, the Podfather himself built off his original work.
0: And is there any reason why? Any specific reason why he was booted off? Essentially,
1: um, there like the show isn't crazy. Like it's the show that I've listened to the longest. I started listening in 2009, and they literally just take clips of the news. And they say, they, they try and figure out like what the person's saying, but they also play like, they like morning show style jingles, which is really, it makes, they make light of things. Um, so I'm wondering so if I, it was a
0: copywritten issue, if that's what it, what did it. No, because they write
1: their own jingles. They don't take other people's and for news stuff, you're allowed to like, as long as it's commentary, you're allowed to do it.
0: Oh, that's weird then. I, I wonder what it was that got them booted. We got to find out now.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty uh, unusual that they got booted off uh, because, you know, some of the stuff I talk about on this program are, is pretty it's pretty out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of inappropriate things uh, said all the time on this show. That's why I'm like, holy shit, I better watch my ass.
1: Celebrity death, you know, countdown celebrity yeah. Deadpool. Yeah.
0: Top, yeah. 10 de- to- top 10 top uh, 10 celebrities you think will drop. It's fun. I mean, I don't understand why I'm anybody still waiting for Keith
1: Richards, man. Like, I think the guy's yeah. <laughs> preserved in formaldehyde at this point.
0: Yeah, everyone brings him in all the time. Uh, he's always on the list, uh, either by me or the co-host. And do you guys
1: bet on it? Like, like,
0: Sometimes we do. Okay. Sometimes we do. We, we tell the listeners that there's uh, $2 million at stake. Joking, of course, but, you know, it, it makes for a funnier sort of segment, especially if someone doesn't really know and they're hearing it for the first time. You know, if you're here in the show for the first time and you don't understand that this show is a mix of a lot of different things, a lot of variety, lots mm-hmm. of funny, lots of serious stuff. And, you know, you go in and listen to that and you have no idea. You're going to leave there pretty offended. Yeah, you're going to not well, me, know what's going me, let, on. Let,
1: let me ask you this. Were there, were there any things on your, your 2024 bingo card thus far you did not expect to be there?
0: A whole long list of things I didn't expect to happen. Like, uh, for instance, one thing off the top of my head, like TMZ joining with uh, Jeremy Corbell and uh, George Knapp, another coast to coast AM uh, host there for your weekend host, George Knapp. He's been around since the 90s. You know, they uh, teamed up with TMZ and released this uh, documentary series that you can watch for free on uh, Tubi. And wow. uh, yeah, I didn't expect uh, TMZ to get involved in any of that shit, but here we are in 2024, and TMZ has become kind of like the main source of everything. You know, they know when people die right away; they're the first ones to know. It's it's I, I don't even know what to make of TMZ these days.
1: I'm surprised they're still around, frankly, because what was the other one that just uh, just totally blew up? Um, Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed, you know, it's, it's right? Just- Like I don't. Who cares about celebrity gossip anymore? I don't quite get it.
0: I don't. I don't get it either. But people still love uh, TMZ and all that sort of jazz, and that's why we have Celebrity Deadpool. You know, we get to talk about celebrities, what's going on with them, why we think they're going to drop. I mean, you should go back and uh, listen to that show, uh, Jeremy. It's a two-part series, and uh, you won't be disappointed. I think you will find a lot of humor in that.
1: Who's your biggest one that you're banking on at the moment? Like I, um, I know Tom Wilkinson just died. That really surprised me. I thought that guy was going to go forever.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's a good. That's a good pick. You should have picked them.
1: I should have. You should I, have. I, I should have. Who, who, who are you banking on at most at the moment?
0: Uh, let's see. Who would I really? You know, I think I would say Violent J of the ICP. Do you remember uh, the Insane, Insane Clown, Clown Posse? Posse. Okay, that's a, that's
1: a That's a that's a callback.
0: It is. Well, they have a Violent J. You know, he's had all kinds of medical issues throughout the years now, and. You know, there's been some weird allegations uh, about Violent J and what he looks at on Instagram. So I, I went on Instagram myself recently, and I looked at some of the some of the girls he's following, and I'm saying he's following girls that are like 12, 13 years old. Jeremy.
1: Oh, that's disgusting.
0: And he already knows that people are kind of hot on his trail, looking around and uh, seeing what he's up to. And if you already know this why the hell would you still be following underage girls on Instagram for? Yeah. And why would you even be following them anyways? And he seems exactly. like one of these guys who goes down the list and he looks at every single person there. He, he strikes me as one of those kind of guys, you know, one of those pathetic sort of uh, humans out there. And, uh, you know, I'm disgusted by him. And uh, recently, you know, he was out wrestling in Japan and he kind of like hurt himself. And I thought, oh, we're getting closer every day to his demise.
1: Well, I guess never had Doctor Dre was kind of like uh, oh, yeah, to Dr. Out Dr. That, that was going to go their way.
0: Yeah, Doctor Dre, another guy, another uh, gentleman I haven't even thought about in a while. Yeah, but Doctor, Dre, why, why do you say that exactly? What, what's going on with Doctor Dre?
1: Doctor Dre, he had like this huge health scare last year. Doctor Dre. Oh shit, um, did he? I think for a while there were like reports that he was actually dead. They did the same thing, same thing with Jamie Foxx.
0: Oh yeah, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yeah, he Dr. had a weird Dre. health he had a weird health. He
1: had a weird yeah, so if you, the top Google search for Dr. Dre is Dr. Dre still alive. <laughs> um so, you know, that that That, that tells, tells it you all. Something. Yeah. Um
0: Well, I know that he had to give his uh, ex wife millions of millions of dollars, I think. I heard something like that. I can't even imagine. But I'm also you know who I'm actually really banking for? Now well, I can't say I'm hoping that happens to them, but someone who I think might get eliminated here in twenty twenty four. I think Puff Daddy might get eliminated after all the allegations that are going on. I'm thinking someone might end that guy's life.
1: The Hunter and Joe make it through the year.
0: Oh, Hunter. Joe's pretty
1: old. Hunter loves drugs. Do they make it through the year?
0: Uh, well, well, they say he's clean now, but you never know. You
1: well, he's, know he's got all his teeth, so I guess it, that's a big deal.
0: Those are fake teeth.
1: No, he does now. He, it's, it's, if you've seen the pictures with him that his teeth, it's kind of gross.
0: Well, yeah, thank God. Thank God he has those uh, fake teeth. But yes, uh, Hunter Biden also someone who's uh, made the list. I think a couple times already.
1: Here you go, Los Angeles Times. Um, in 2021, Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm and was a com in a coma for a month.
0: Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, I remember. Wow. Wow.
1: He's got to throw him in the death pool, man. He- aneurysm could go at any time.
0: That's true, and you don't really recover from that after you go through something like that. Get a Keep a, an eye on him, ladies and gentlemen. I think that is a solid uh, choice there by Jeremy. Really appreciate that, Jeremy. I'm glad you can contribute to a uh, Celebrity Deadpool.
1: If you bring it up, I can't help myself.
0: Yeah, why not? Why not? And uh, wh- what about the the misses? By the way, is she on board with uh you know with everything? You know, she's like uh, someone who roots for you, uh, Jeremy, in this field. She's not one of these other women. Who, you know, they they get a little tired, a little angry, a little bored. No, they don't she, like she's our your, chief operating officer.
1: So she actually makes she she's makes everything in the she makes everything in the business run.
0: Oh, good. good um she
1: good. Okay. was actually the one that like, you know, when I had this big content change in in twenty twenty, I I always bitched to her privately and she'd always be like, you know, either start doing this publicly or stop doing it. I'm tired of hearing it. So um, <laughs> you know, she was actually been the big push to uh, to a lot of what we're doing. And at the same time, like um we, we've we there's been a lot for uh you know religious exemptions for vaccines here in jersey and she's uh, done a lot of a lot of protests down in trenton for that so yeah she's she's fully on board
0: very good i'm glad to hear that because uh most of the time there's a lot of men out there they get with a woman uh and unfortunately for them sometimes they they just they don't give a shit about uh, what what you're doing at all they just don't want to hear it
1: yeah i def- definitely don't have that problem like we run it's it's Cool business wise, too, because when you're so on the same team, like I do a lot of like traveling around the country for speaking and stuff. So mm-hmm. basically, that means like a lot of times the event organizers will be like, hey, can my wife and kids come? Because obviously I work with my wife and, you know, my kids just want to go someplace. So like they've been to Mexico. They've been to lots of cool places um, for different engagements I've done.
0: Oh, very nice. Well, I'm I'm glad everything is going well for you, Jeremy, in that regard. Uh, you know, I talked to a lot of men out there, uh, a lot of these uh, whistleblowers of sorts, and you know, their families have been ruined because mm-hmm. of uh, the subject matter, what they're talking about, and uh, I, well, you're not a whistleblower yourself, obviously, but.
1: No, there's... I'm not not blowing, I might toot my horn, but I don't blow any whistles.
0: Right. <laughs> I don't either, I don't, uh, the only thing I blow is a rape whistle. <laughs>
1: it's a
0: joke, by the way, folks. Well, let it go, it's all right, folks, you could laugh, it's okay. I need an adult. That's right. Um, well, I'm glad things are good, though. You know, again, I just hate for I hate hearing about stories like that where their their partner just doesn't really like give off, give a shit about what their other person is doing. This makes me feel kind of sad in a way for them.
1: Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat, man, because at the same time, like if you're not in alignment with somebody like. That makes your life really, really hard. Do you know what I mean? Because then like, you know, let's say you got to put in extra work one week or something like that. Well, then it feels like you're like taking away from the family. But it's like if you're in the same boat, then they understand why you have to do things, you know?
0: That's right. So, uh, Jeremy, what do you consider yourself? Do you identify, I should say, do you identify as a sort of like a libertarian of sorts, a Republican, a Democrat, Uh, or any, nothing of that sort?
1: So... I was raised as a Rush Limbaugh conservative, um, <laughs> I like that. And, and, uh, yeah, it's like, it was always playing in my house. And, yeah. and here's the thing I found as I got older, I became more libertarian leaning, if that makes sense. Um, mainly because I was exposed to Alex Jones in high school and Uh-oh. it made me look at a lot of things I believed and be like, wait, they're putting babies in cows. How do they do that? Um, so um, that's a joke by the way, right. um, <laughs> it's an Alex Jones, uh, that, and the, they're turning the frogs gay. Right. Um, <laughs> but it made me kind of look at my world a lot differently um and you know me being a having a masters in history like you look at a lot of different things historically once you have kind of more data about our modern mm. times and you're like wait this is literally the exact same thing they just did it again and again and again and again like like augustus caesar the first roman emperor literally became emperor because people asked him to become emperor they're right. like, please save us. Please help us. But, you know, yeah. we've been in civil war for so long. Please give us freedom. Like, like we do the exact same thing again and again and again, man. And unless history, you understand
0: history repeats itself,
1: it repeats itself. Like there was um, a really, really enlightened group in the 1300s in an area, area of southern France called Occitania. Um, it's the current area of Toulouse, Narbonne, um, places like that. And uh, they spoke a really interesting language called Occitan. It was a mix of French, Spanish, and Latin. Whoa. Um, And um, the Pope was like really threatened by these people because they had taken a little bit of Catholic theology and mixed it with um, worship of the Greek god um, Apollo. Mm. And that was what was called the, uh, they were called the Cathars and it was what was called the Albigensian Crusade. The Pope went and was like, "Oh, all these people," and he killed them all. So it's like you look at this throughout history, and it's like power ultimately wants to take out things that are a threat to it. And unless you can truly understand, you know, how that works, like people look at that and they say, "Oh, a government would never do that, or people mm. would never do that." But if you look at it throughout history, they've done
0: that's what that, they do. Yeah, you know I mean?
1: like <laughs> the Gulf of Tonkin happened, right? right? Like if you look at it, like these things have occurred throughout history. So to tell yourself, like they can't happen in the modern age is a little crazy, man.
0: And I'm sure you come to the realization that what is recorded in most of history is all bullshit, Jeremy.
1: It's written by the victors anyway. It's all so lies. It's like, you, know what, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, though, that that goes on. And that brings me to another point. You know, I do worry. I worry all, about this all the time. It's probably silly to think about it, but I always worry and wonder how history will remember this time that we went through, Jeremy, the last, let's say, five years. I wonder how that's going to be relayed in 20 30 40 years from now will it be accurate? you know that
1: that's really interesting too because it's like like there's been a lot of like talk of like civil war and things like that now and if you look at right. the american civil war um you know when the first battle happens it wasn't like all right guys we're in a civil war now like it's eventually there's there's civil strife for so long that people realize like this is something bigger um so it is going to be interesting to to look at that because even uh, you look at the the first world war um, when, when, uh, Archduke Franz Ferdinand was shot, like nobody thought this was okay. The, the, the world war has started. What team are you on? It was no, like these things kind of start and snowball. And over time, like we look back at them and then, and then we have kind of the narrative in full. So uh, you're totally right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's something that does perturb me. I, I hope it's accurate. I, I hope they paint the picture the right way and not, uh, give, give, uh, people some bullshit like they usually do.
1: Well, so let me ask you this then, like, in your opinion, who needs to be the winning force so that it's accurate, right? Because if you want, if you want it to be displayed accurately, then, then the right force has to get through. Who, who or what or we how some, is that in your opinion?
0: We need someone that's very unbiased uh, towards uh, the left or the right. Someone that's anti-partisan. Someone that uh, won't, be, uh, cheer- won't be a cheerleader for any side to call it down the middle is what I, I would ultimately would want.
1: Does that person exist, though? Like, Does that, that person that's a great
0: be? question, though. Does that person exist? I. You know, I, that leaves me scratching my head, Jeremy. I'm not quite sure anymore. I'm not sure Alex there's Trebek any more. Alex Trebek
1: has died, man. Like, yeah. there's nobody else that's just down the middle.
0: I, that's the thing. We need more independent thinkers, someone that's not left or right or any of that. We, we need someone that's going to actually call it down the middle and uh, say something true, Jeremy. That's what mm-hmm. That's what we need in this, in this country, really. And uh, going back to January uh, 6th there, um, your thoughts and opinions on all of that. Um, you remember the, the woman that got shot, uh, Ashley there?
1: You, you know what's wild? I've gone weeks of my life without talking about January 6th, and this is the the third time I've talked about it this week. Whoa, really? Um, you know, it's it's interesting too, because it's, um, if you look at, uh, Tucker Carlson did a the segment recently, and he was interviewing um, a congressman, I don't know which one it is, I'd have to look it up to tell you, but he was saying there was about at least 200 FBI assets in the crowd. Hmm. So, so, to me, that's a little interesting because people look at it and they say, "Oh, it's the you know the, the Democratic Party doing whatever it may be." And if right. it's, I, I don't think that's the case because you know look at the last two Republican speakers of the House we've had; they've been worthless. I think it's more of an agreement of the powers that be that they don't want anything that they feel like is going to disrupt their power. So, you know, if, if they need a false flag like they need January 6th, then then it happens. Man, that's that's kind of how I look at it.
0: Well, I did see that footage where they're letting people in. I think we all saw that footage. Well,
1: that's how Jacob Chansley got off. Jacob Chansley right. got off because Tucker Carlson showed that they were like literally leading him around. And and I just think it's wild that like Mike Johnson, when he became Speaker of the House, was saying, you know, we're going to release the footage. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. He he did a little more than Kevin McCarthy, almost almost nothing more than Kevin McCarthy. And it's like, why are they so afraid to show us what actually happened? That's That's the thing is like is if it really was an insurrection, well then show us everything, man. I, I wanna see everything.
0: I wanna see everything too. When there's actually one guy I know that was actually out there. I don't, well, I don't really know him that that well personally, but I know one guy, I went out there, he lived in Washington and he stole a number of things. And I want that guy to do a lot of time, to be honest, cause I think he's a scumbag in life. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that guy would get locked up for a long time. You know, he's a, you know, he beat up the the wife at one time. Wow. You know, he's done all this uh, scumbag uh, activities throughout his life. So w- once I found out that he was actually in trouble and he was, uh, you know, locked up for a short time, I thought, good, great. I hope he lots well, in think, hell.
1: I think the issue with it too is like, you know, I, I do think there were some bad actors there that were positioned there as part of it, but there were also some people that were, um, that did some things they shouldn't have that were, you know, on quote, unquote, the right side, if you know what I mean. Like, so it's like, I think to, to think that everybody that was there is innocent isn't true, but to think that everybody there is guilty isn't true either. And I, so I, 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 I agree. It's a mess and we need to know what happened, man. We do. It's
0: a very odd uh, situation that did happen because there, there were people that were doing things, obviously, that weren't uh, right. You know, you can't be beating up police officers, especially when uh, the whole uh, right wing sort of agenda is to be pro cop. And uh, there you are beating the shit out of a cop.
1: But which one are you referring to? Because nobody beat the shit out of a cop on January sixth.
0: Well, I saw footage of uh, people getting hit. I saw the the people that were trying to do things, and I saw them. Well, there were people getting, uh, getting hit, hit by hit. the
1: cops? Like that yeah. definitely happened on camera.
0: Well, I saw the I saw people hitting cops though.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I, I guess I need to see the footage you're talking about because there was also like the guy that they claimed was beat with the fire extinguisher. It turned out it wasn't. He just. I didn't died see of a that. Uh, the next yeah. day.
0: yeah, I didn't see that, but I definitely did yeah. see footage of people, you know, uh, hitting police officers. I just thought that's a little. It's pretty wild to be doing have that. You,
1: have you seen, the, have you seen the, vi- the, the video of the police officers macing themselves by mistake? That was pretty funny.
0: I think I did see that. It was like on Twitter, I believe there was a video.
1: They, they maced themselves yeah. by mistake, and that's actually when the fences broke because the, right. they had to clear the fences away because they couldn't see. Yes. Um, it's incompetence.
0: Right. I, I did see that, and I thought, what the hell is this? Where would you find this guy? How did he even get the job, I'm, I'm wondering?
1: Well, and you know the thing that's wild, too, is is the thing that also doesn't make sense to me is you have um, the head of the head of the Capitol Police, uh, Stephen Sund, like, he wanted the National Guard sent in, and he asked for the National Guard to get sent in, and it was refused by um, the Speaker of the House that time, who's Pelosi, who's actually the one that gets to do that, because even Trump at that point in time wanted the National Guard to get sent in, and they refused to do it. So it's like, why wouldn't you do something that's going to solve the situation, right? Like, they sent in the National Guard well... They, the New- I'm here in New Jersey. The New Jersey State Police got there before the National Guard did. Isn't that wild?
0: It's very wild. That whole that whole thing was was was, was wild. Sense. It doesn't make sense. And I was talking about Ashley Babbitt. That's her name. Yes. So she was shot uh, and, and killed during that. You know, they were trying to go inside of a building of sorts, and one of the security pulled out the the gun and shot her. And uh, Jeremy, you know, I, I bring this up all the time. Not all the time, but every once in a while. Um, you know, if someone's breaking into my house, you know, I'm going to shoot them without any remorse. I mean, I just don't care if you're, you know, trying to break in, you're trying to harm me or steal something and I shoot you, you know, you kind of deserve it in my opinion. And, uh, you know, once I saw this uh, woman being shot, you know, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I, I just thought I didn't really think anything of it. And a lot of people made a big deal about it. You know, they're, they're sad, they're, they're angry. And I thought, well, you know, you're, you are trying to break into a building and the cop or whatever security is telling you not to. And you see they have a gun, yet you're still trying to get in there. And, you know, you played stupid games. You win stupid prizes, Jeremy.
1: Well, I, I think yes and no. Like I can I can definitely see your viewpoint on it. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, we can see on video a lot of people are motioned in. But here's the thing. I, I want to I, see I, people I get shot, cool.
0: Jeremy. That's the problem. What's that? I said I, I like seeing people get shot. I think that's the problem. I'm a violent mom. I'm a violent man.
1: And this is something, because as I said, for some reason, January 6th is <laughs> come for a lot for me this week. I was talking to my wife about it this morning and I was like, you know, at the same time, I just don't think they think it's that smart that everybody was in DC. Like, why don't you just go gather someplace else and talk about it? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I understand. Things yes. are pretty charged as it is. Like, why don't we go to like, I don't know, upstate New York and do it. You know what I mean? Like why don't you I go agree. somewhere else? I just think than, you like, have
0: I just think being, you have to take responsibility for your actions is what I'm basically trying to say. And these people some of them, you know, they weren't taking responsibility for their own actions. And people were saying, Well, they were misled, they were this, they were that. But that the Well, end there of the was the definitely
1: day, some of that. Like there, there was is, definitely some misleading. You, you
0: gotta be smarter though, is what I'm trying to say. Don't let other people's actions influence yours to commit uh something that would be deemed illegal.
1: Well, even that, like I as I, as I, I as I said, I, before January 6th happened, my wife said, "Oh, they're going to have a big thing at the Capitol. You want to go?" I'm like, "No, that's bad like, news. That many people, yeah. that many people in one place. What do you think is going to happen?" Yeah, not, nothing and, good. And something now. happened. <laughs> who
0: who didn't see that coming? I mean, when like, I first heard mean, about, like, it, I'm like, "Dude, you know, this you know is I bad." Mean? Like, yeah,
1: you know what I mean? Like a very convenient Reichstag fire. Hmm.
0: <laughs> and uh, again, I know people were going in there with good intentions. You know, they weren't going in there to harm anyone.
1: Exactly. I, but know though, that. I think the ones that yeah. there, there were some that that were, were probably, were yeah, probably and those, and those people should be punished.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, absolutely. I think those people should be punished. But the other people like that old lady who went in there and got in some serious trouble, I think that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And I know even um, Brandon Strock that I just had a chance to interview yeah. recently, like he was just there videotaping it outside. And, they're and he, like, well, you were too, too, he never went inside the building. He was too close to the building. So they, they arrested him.
0: It's yeah, like, what? I, I don't agree with that.
1: It's people that like when you're people that they wouldn't let people report on it. It's like, why is there something you don't want people to see? I don't understand.
0: Yeah. And of course, you had all the Democrats saying this was worse than
1: 9-11. Oh, my. So so my favorite <laughs> thing to say is it's worse than 9-11 and Pearl Harbor had a baby. Whoa. But at the time, Pearl Harbor was sleeping with the Gulf of Tonkin. Damn. And, you know, we don't know if, you know, it was the Gulf of Tonkin's baby or somebody else's. <laughs> That's
0: pretty good. <laughs> That's not <Jeremy>. that bad. <laughs> I'm going to have to borrow that one from you to steal that one out of your out of your page there jeremy that's pretty good uh, but i'm i agree with you my friend uh, same things like that though don't you think that's kind of irresponsible what do you mean like uh, that's like that's almost like telling a lie almost in my opinion to compare it to what such... you're saying
1: saying it's worth the 9-11 or yes.
0: something like that yeah like yeah, you well, can't compare here, the but here's two
1: here's the thing here's the thing right like um i think not that i think trump is the answer um but i right. think at the same time he's he's kind of more of a a symbol of, of people's angst. Um, but like both political parties hate him. So, you know, right. hey, maybe he should be in office if they both hate him. Maybe that's a good thing. See, that's um, where I it,
0: agree with you even more, um, Jeremy, because you know, <laughs> I, I like chaos. I kind of like uh, things going you know south what I mean at like times. Maybe,
1: maybe we need a wrecking ball, man. Yeah. Maybe that's what we need. But, but so, so I look at that and, and if you've noticed, I, I'm a, like, I'm a big believer that words matter, right? They've always, always, always used the word insurrection. Right. Why? Because insurrection means 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment means no Trump. That, that, that's the simplicity of it. And that's why they've always tried to, that's why they came so down so hard on people that were just there watching it, because they need it to be an insurrection, because if he participates in an insurrection, 14th Amendment, no Trump. That's always been the idea.
0: And Jeremy, early on, I was not pro-Trump at all. I, was I only very, voted
1: for him the first time because Hillary scares the shit out of me because she's the sonnet spawn of Satan.
0: I agree with you on that one. But, I, you know, I always thought of Trump as being like a, t, like a reality TV star because that's kind of what my introduction of him was. Aside from seeing him like on Home Alone in, uh, in the New York scene there. But, yeah. but you know, later on in life, I saw him come out like on VH1. You know, he's doing the reality thing there. He was like the guy that introduced all the reality TV um stuff that we saw and now it's come to fruition but um i always saw him as like this reality tv guy and that that sort of left left a long lasting impression on me so you know i don't really like him too much but now i i i'm now i'm like pro trump in in a big way all of a sudden and you know i i like i like him and to me he's the, the symbol of anarchy in a way
1: he's brash he's rude and he's a bowling ball. And, and it's he like pisses at the same everyone time, off,
0: so I like that.
1: At the same time, like, I think we need that in politics. And I we think need we it in do. politics Because these guys are apparently so friendly to each other where they're stabbing each other in the face. So why don't we just start offending people? I think that's a, more, a lot more useful.
0: <laughs> right, Jeremy, I agree with you. But, you know, one thing I don't agree with a lot of people that were saying, you know, he's not a politician, he's not... And I think well, oh, you don't I, get I think to bullshit. where he's got
1: to in business without being somewhat political. I, I
0: I was gonna say that's bullshit though, because obviously you you have to remember anytime you sign that dotted line, you become a politician, my friend. You are immersed into that world. Um, mm-hmm. So no, when if
1: you want to, you want to get a building permit in New York City, you got to be political, man.
0: Correct. So that's why I'm like, come on, use your head, people. Use your head. You know, one of the main criticisms that well, it's always been lingering around him since he left, you know, he likes to take responsibility for the vaccine and Operation Warp Speed. You know, he likes to claim that he's the godfather of the vaccine. And I think that's really, mm-hmm. I think that really kind of hurt some of the people that, that were really pro-Trump, but is that really enough? i struggle with
1: that too. Like, cause I, and I, and I've also mm-hmm. a- actually asked a lot of people in Trump world about that as well. Cause like, I struggle with that because I don't under but you know, even up until recently, he's still been saying it's the greatest vaccine. We did Eesh. it so fast. And it's like, you look at it and you're like, but dude, like, you know, look at what happened. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't know why he keeps promoting it, but at the same time, like, you know, they didn't even like Pfizer didn't even let it come out until after the election because it was a political thing. So it's like, you know, he wasn't the one enforcing mandates and things like that, which I think is the positive side of it. But I, I just I don't think it's smart to create a product like that, release it on mass when you don't even know what it does. You know what I mean? like, right. there, there was no testing on the scale there needed to be. Like a lot of those things were just I don't know, man. And the and the fact that you have the HIV guy, fact, Fauci in Fauci, there is like crazy. Right.
0: That's right. You know, you you he led uh, Fauci, run the run the show for a long time and you know, um Trump didn't even let Edward Snowden out from what he was going through another pro, uh, profound whistleblower of sorts, you know, the guy that's in Russia. To do
1: nothing about Snowden and Assange is crazy to me.
0: Absolutely 100%, Jeremy. And you know, he let he let he, you know, he pardoned rather. He pardoned rappers that in my opinion are you know come on come on jeremy you you're these rappers but not the not the people that are actually important
1: but at the same time <laughs> I, I still think he's a better alternative out there like yeah like i do like yeah. a lot of what vivek ramaswamy says but i like, like he that just guy feels kind of, he feels too obama for me i don't know
0: i, I kind of like that guy you know there was something about him he had the moxie my friend uh he, he had does. some charisma and I, and
1: I just like i just like can i trust him As i think i'm on the fence
0: probably on. not probably not though you probably can't trust him, Jeremy. I mean, he, he's also someone else that's corrupted as well. Let's, let's be honest here.
1: Well, I guess you wouldn't be in politics if people could trust you, right?
0: <laughs> hey, that's true. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. It's a, it's, a, it's a strange game. You know, it's a very wicked game. When you want to become the president of the United States, you got to be crazy to want to do that, Jeremy.
1: You gotta kiss some hands and shake some babies. You gotta
0: kiss that or brass shake ring. some hands and
1: or do you have to shake some hands and kiss some babies? I don't know. Some shit two. like that, you know.
0: Some nonsense like that. But uh, you know, can we really trust these people? Can we really trust another president who was so aligned with big pharma as they all are? You know, they all mm-hmm. took the millions of dollars to advertise on all the all the all the networks, all the big ones, Fox. CNN, well, I ABC. I
1: think the presidency has made itself too powerful. I think it really has like if you if you look at it and you, you have George W. Bush to thank for this, like you know after you, the, a lot of presidents have have ruled by executive order, and that's not how it's supposed to be. They're not supposed to be doing this the way they do it they're, they're the, the executive order has become law, and that's not how it's supposed to be at all
0: right It's not supposed to be this way. And I'm wondering if it's the corporations who have gained much more power and much more influence. And I think when corporations become bigger than government, we have an issue. And I think we pretty much are on that level right now. Um, the president, as I you know, agree. they don't <laughs> have the highest clearance. Some people believe they have the highest clearance in, that you can have, but that's bullshit. <laughs> no, should they do Look at
1: that. Like, you know, in, in, in his last month, Trump declassified a whole bunch of stuff. And the FBI is like, nope. Exactly. So it's like, You know what I mean? Like, who's actually in charge then?
0: <laughs> exactly. We haven't even declassified the JFK files, Jeremy, in their entirety.
1: And I actually talked to Roger Stone a little bit about that too. Okay. And, and, what did and he say? Because you know, he when he was talking about declassifying it, Trump said there's he declassified most of it. There's some things in there you wouldn't believe. And mm. and and I think that's that's the stuff I want to see. I want to see,
0: I see that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's the stuff I want to
0: see. Show us the good stuff
1: exactly and
0: jeremy since we you know we we like all kinds of uh, similar things uh tell me what your thoughts and opinions are in the whole ufo uh scene right now i'm not sure if you've been following along i at, have at i
1: think it's kind of like you I think, it's think it's bullshit kind of, jeremy well because here's the thing like once the government starts telling me to look at ufos i'm like all right they're not real <laughs> you know what i mean like it's it's like because it's like it's a really good distraction because it's you know they don't want people looking at hunter biden's laptop or looking at this or looking at that or people are worried about a war in ukraine so like hey hey look guys aliens so to me you're, I think you're a little suspicious away from it
0: yeah you're, you're a little bit suspicious in other words
1: yeah because i think yeah. I, I i i think to me once you start getting information from the government i think it's bs
0: but do you believe in uh extraterrestrials and uh absolutely you know, okay
1: I absolutely, it's, I'm mm-hmm. a, I've read a lot of Eric von Denikin and things like that. So, yeah, of course, they did chariots of the gods.
0: So, you're a believer, obviously, but not when it comes from the I, government. I
1: am. What's that?
0: I said, but just not when it comes from the feds,
1: not when it comes from the feds. Okay. Not like, I, I it, like yeah. anything they tell me is BS.
0: Hey, Jeremy, we are on the right path now. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's interesting. I believe my
1: crazy neighbor a lot more than the feds.
0: Hey, amen. Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. You know, once I saw all this, um. All, all what's been going on I, I found it a little weird you know just like everyone else i thought what are the, what else are they trying to hide and obfuscate from what are they misdirecting us with uh, like you said they the, the mm-hmm. war in ukraine and um maybe hunter biden uh, maybe even jeffrey epstein uh, working alongside Mossad, uh because uh you know look at uh gislaine or gislaine maxwell and her and her father
1: yeah, Robert Maxwell dies on a boat, and people were trying to figure out what the hell happened to him. Like, and at the same time, like, don't you find it a little strange that she's in jail for trafficking to no one? Isn't right. that
0: odd? Right. And, and why hasn't anyone else gotten any uh, into any sort of legal trouble over what they did in those islands?
1: Ex- like, like, how does someone go to jail for human trafficking to no one? Like, they go someplace.
0: That's right. Uh, you know. And then you got Bill Gates. You know, the wife basically divorced him because he was out there with Epstein doing mm-hmm. God knows what with Stephen Hawking's, which is uh, even more disgusting. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, Jeremy, so you're telling me that uh, you would not bang a woman that's in a wheelchair.
1: No, I just think Stephen Hawking, you know, I'm I'm happily married, so I don't even have to have to approach that question. No. But I guess, <laughs> like, you look at like, like, Love come that. on, like, is he like, you know, Stephen Hawking there? Like, Oh yeah, baby. Turn give it to on. me, yeah. Like, I don't like un I, like what the hell? That's so bizarre.
0: Oh my god, yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's Yes, you are turning. Like, me like on. I don't want to I don't want to make fun of disabled people, but it's Go like that's that's bizarre. Fun. Jeremy, give it, <laughs> give it to me. Give it to me, Jeremy. We are so far off the reservation right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, we love doing that here on the program. Um, but that's what makes the show fun and interesting. You know, we have things like that. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, the guy was uh, in orgies. I, I mean, uh, the, the, like, the, the visual like alone is again, crazy. Once like,
1: like, you just, <laughs> when you get Christ. famous and rich, do you get bored? And, like, this is what you do to keep life interesting? Like, I don't get it. I
0: think that's kind of what happens. I mean, if you look at people like, um, what's that gentleman's name? Charlie Sheen. I mean, look at him. You know, he got the HIV. Tiger blood. Yeah, he got the tiger blood. I think when you get famous, you know, you you've already done all the orgies. You banged all these women. Next step, I guess, you got to go with like an animal or another guy. And I think, you know, you know, they, they, he claim well, he doesn't claim. this. Well, you know,
1: but, so, you know, what's interesting. There is, oh, gosh, have you heard it? I'm trying to remember what the hell it's called. I, I did a podcast episode with a guy right. about this. It's like when people, I think, get so desensitized to a certain level. Right. They need things that are next level way next level to yeah. even like come back. And I think that's like the danger of like. The danger of what pornography does to society, right? Like people get so desensitized that like they need crazy shit to be alive.
0: You start looking at women's feet.
1: Rex Ryan. You start
0: watching people shower like Weinstein. I I think that's kind of what happens. You get so much of something and then your mind just craves something else, I guess, for some of these people. But I was going to say, Charlie Sheen, they claim that he is responsible for, you know, banging Corey Feldman. Raping Corey Feldman on the oh, set of Jesus. Lucas back in the day, and that's why you have uh That's why you have a, That's why you have man, him dancing. Of- yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That's why you have Corey Feldman dancing around on stage to this day, like he's Michael Jackson. I don't even know what to say about Corey Feldman. That that guy is another weird cokehead freak.
1: Off the reservation,
0: man. <laughs> I'm embarrassed by him. I'm embarrassed by him, and I don't even know the guy. That Corey Feldman. What what can you even say about that guy?
1: Yeah, but at the same time, you gotta feel sorry for somebody that seems like they're that broken. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, like, like life's got to be really hard to be them too. You know,
0: I would have to say he's living in his own hell. Poor guy. Yeah. He's just trying to relive the glory days and uh, dancing on stage, but you know the whole world's like mocking him. So yeah, I, I do feel for the guy. But he's kind of the the punchline, the punching bag, the proverbial punching bag for everyone in radio and entertainment. I've heard a lot of people just going in on cory feldman but hey he does it to himself he needs to stop dancing like michael jackson it's it's gone too far i think it's gone too far yeah, jeremy i i agree what do you think of uh, michael jackson uh, jeremy do you believe the allegations
1: yeah it's just he's been dead so long now it's like i, I guess you know it's it is it, irrelevant anymore you know
0: not at all but he still touched them kids though that's all I think about when I hear his music. I'm like, that guy well, that, is a that's monster.
1: All I can think about, like you know, like I, it just makes me think of Neverland. Like it's, so it's like that is kind of sad, right? Because you look at everything he's achieved in his career, and then all of a sudden, like all you can think about is that, and that's that's what you know, doing terrible things or allegations the, of terrible things. That might you. be
0: the that might be the name of this episode, Leaving Neverland.
1: Oof, ouch.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it sounded better in my head. No, we'll, we'll name it something else, uh, Jeremy. Don't worry uh but jeremy i, I um, hope so <laughs> yeah don't worry we're not gonna aim at that we're not gonna aim at that oh my goodness um hollywood is just such a disgusting place my friend and we, we have so many different stories of uh celebrities that have done ungodly unforsaken unforsakable and unforgivable things um yeah it's a terrible place and all these people worship all these uh these these folks out there and holly weird
1: if people only knew what they were really like, right?
0: That's right. And then Jeremy going back uh, a little bit more personal here, going back to um something we were talking about earlier. You're talking about your kids. Um, did you introduce them to the iPad, the Notepad, um, early on?
1: We don't do a lot of screens in my house. Okay, good, um, Jeremy. Good, good. I just good, don't good. feel like it's necessary. Like they have like a like one of those like fire tablets for like when we're on really long car rides, but it's not that, connected to the internet or anything. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm going to, if I ever have a, a child, I'm going to keep them away far from the internet for a long time. The internet I is just, bad.
1: I think it's, it's, it's for, especially for a kid. For like, a kid, yeah. It's too much, yeah.
0: Yeah, especially what's on YouTube nowadays that's a quote unquote directed for kids. I mean, it's pretty have bad. Have you heard
1: about, El- have you heard about Elsagate?
0: Elsagate?
1: Elsagate. So like, no, basically what like somebody gamed the YouTube algorithm of like they could look at like what kids were watching uh-huh. and that's how they like started to get kids to watch these like insane videos oh. um it's you have to google it it's called elsa gate um and basically it, it describes like how these people in like other countries like hacked the hacked the youtube algorithm and basically like had like you know elsa dating spider-man that was murder- murdering hitler is like what they turned a lot of these things into it was wild because oh. the algorithm keeps like looking for Something similar, something similar, something similar. And then you go down the road and you're like, what are my kids watching? Look up, look up Elsagate. I
0: see it now. It says it's a controversial controversy surrounding videos on YouTube and YouTube kids that were categorized as child friendly, but contain themes inappropriate for children. Oh, okay. Now I see. Oh yeah. You're, you're going to see a lot of that on YouTube. You see a lot of questionable material that's directed for kids. And then you see it as an adult and you're like, wait a minute. Who designed this? Was this another pedophile again? Correct. And then you're like, well, no shit. No shit.
1: That's why I'm very careful about what my children consume when they consume it.
0: Yes, my friend, you have to. You have to be on them about it. And, uh, you know, someone that isn't, doesn't even have a child, I, I think about these sort of things and think how, how warped you can make someone's mind if you give them an iPad, a notepad. Uh, that notepad and iPad becomes mommy and daddy. Oh, Jeremy, you left yourself muted there.
1: Oh, well, sorry, I coughed for a second and then I didn't unmute myself.
0: There you go, man. Very nice. Like a professional. You muted yourself.
1: I always try to hit my cough button, man.
0: Very good. You're trained. Oh, we like you here, Jeremy. You're, you're a trained man, a professional of sorts. We like that. Very nice. Very nice. Wh- what does that say back there? Oh, that's the change your brand or change oh, no, your, no, own, uh, create your own life. It's create your own podcast. life. There we go.
1: Yeah. It does different colors, too. Oh, okay. In red. Oh, shit. You can make it strobe.
0: You oh, can do all Oh, I like stuff that. Like
1: flash if you really want to, like, have a seizure. Yeah,
0: <laughs> if you want to give me a seizure, which I have had, Jeremy, way back in the day. I actually had Yikes. like, actually had like six or seven seizures in, in one day, Jeremy. And they didn't. And doctors didn't even know what happened to me. I think I got possessed, Jeremy. I think that's what happened. I think you know I was possessed by all these uh, spirits of sorts, uh, Jeremy, and they never left me. It's a hell of a thing to say. I know. Wow. I know. What can you say?
1: It, it, it's heavy <laughs> stuff, man.
0: Uh, I feel like I, I was possessed somehow, uh, Jeremy, but I, my soul's now cleansed, I think. I'm, cr- I'm crossing my fingers.
1: In, in an agnostic way.
0: That's right. Jeremy, it's been a, a fun time talking to you here. I feel like I could talk to you for another hour easily, my friend, but I know you probably have some business to attend to pretty
1: soon here. I don't want to take well, up too much of your time. It's dinner time here on the East Coast, uh, man. So I got to go. It, it, It's the next thing coming up. There you uh, go. My my belly is rumbling.
0: Absolutely. I knew it. I was like, yeah, it's been a while here. I know he's probably got things to do. But yeah, Jeremy, I I really enjoyed our conversation. I think we covered a lot of fun topics, a lot of uh, important topics. And, you know, we could do a round two whenever you're ready, my friend.
1: Hey, you let me know when, man. We'll make it happen.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for being a part of the program, Jeremy. Please feel free to plug anything you like or possibly leave us with a final word as well if you feel enticed to
1: well i you know if we've talked a lot about you know the need to have conversations like this the need to have open conversations and i'm a big believer that you know as we've talked about a few times here that podcasts are the way to do that and the place to do that so i wrote a book called uh, command your brand grow your impact income and influence in a new media landscape so if people want to grab that that's over at bestpodcastbook.com that's bestpodcastbook.com
0: Excellent, Jeremy. Well, I look forward to the next time we do this, my friend.
1: Absolutely. I'll be be sure not to arrest anybody before then.
0: (laughs) Very nice. Very nice.